0: Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming Relentless podcast. I know that this is your favorite podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I am your host, Ella Noah McCabe, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts. Danielle Kusenberger, also Team Haley Coach. And
1: Cecily Wesch, Team Haley Coach.
0: Today we have an extra special one. They're all special, but this one is going to be super informative for us all, especially myself, because we're going to talk about intuitive eating. And intuitive eating is not something that I have really done.
2: But I have. <laughs> and so have I. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here to help you all out. Um, I know that I personally started intuitive eating back in July after my show. And it was because my relationship with food was not the best. And I wanted to eat more things that, like, you know, aren't on a meal plan, like pastries and whatnot. But I didn't want to necessarily have free meals because I knew at free meals, I'd probably overeat and binge eat. And I wanted to, the end goal was to get my relationship with food good. Um, So having an intuitive eating plan like every two days a week would help me have those days where I got to eat what I wanted, space them out, but also not eat like an asshole. So have real food, like actual meals and have like a blueberry muffin, you know, things like that on that day. Yeah.
1: How was it for you? Like with that being so close to post show? It was definitely hard. So I will say
2: anyone who's starting to, to eat post show, like, dude, it's gonna be hard. First of all, the body image is hard. In reverse phase, body image is always hard because you're watching yourself gain weight. Where does the weight usually go? First and foremost is your stomach, only because it hasn't had time to distribute throughout the body. Usually it's like a it's not bloating, but it's you're not as lean as you were. So it seems like
1: you're bloated. That distribution is in a weird yeah. spot when mm-hmm. yeah. like initially post show. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that is a struggle. But I kind of I understood during this time. I was like, it's gonna take me some time to for my body to distribute how I know it will. Um, But the biggest part is being so food focused because, for sure, you're just food focused. Um, So what I do to prepare myself is I would plan my day out of where I'm gonna eat and what I'm gonna get. That way, I can't deviate from my own plan. So like first starting out, I would. Yeah. In my notes, I'd make it's like a meal plan, but with what I am going to eat. So I am prepared because if if some people free balling is good for them, for me, free balling was not the best, especially right after a show. I will say give yourself five, eight weeks and free balling is probably going to be like okay for you because Mm -hmm. you're not your appetite's not as high. Um, You're not craving just pure post-show goodies, cookies, candy, all that. You're craving actual food to feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to look good. Your fat distribution is in a better space. So now you're like, okay, I'm feeling my body more so to perform well for me, not just because my mindset's focused on food.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that the inclusion of intuitive eating days post-show is it can be really helpful, but I think that it also depends on the athlete I agree. and where they are in their journey. I think for someone that is initially coming out of a reverse, um, probably not generally the best plan of attack, but for someone that's more of a seasoned competitor, yeah. adding those in. And I think that just communication, like with the coach and what you feel like is going to work best, um, is going to help push you further in that way. And I think that something that's really smart that you did when you were doing that post-show intuitive eating is you kind of you communicated not only with Justin, but you communicated with me on what your plan for the day was so that you had someone there to kind of like help hold you accountable. And you not spending the day alone, I think, is on your intuitive Mm -hmm. eating days is something that's really big, especially when you're first starting out post-show, because when you're alone, you're more you're more apt to probably fall into temptation So if you have someone there with you who also realizes and recognizes your goals and is willing to kind of like help guide you through those Mm -hmm. days, that's going to be. So when I first started,
2: yeah, I called Sess. I was in the car and I was like having a bad day with food. Um, I knew it wasn't that I was necessarily like overeating that day at all. But it was like I knew that where my mindset was like it was going to be I was just in a bad place. Relationships. I called Sess and I was like, dude, I was crying. I was like, I don't know what to do. So then we talked about it. So communication, like she said, is really big. Um, but I also like I would have her come out to eat with me. Mm-hmm. And so like she said, having someone there. And then you can also I would show her like my plan for what I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. And then I you can ask them, like ask your friend where mm-hmm. whoever you're with or even send your coach. If you were doing this, like yeah. send your coach what you plan to eat mm-hmm. and like say, like, is this OK? I know it. It may be like, like. let me know if it's overboard or no, let me know if it's
1: yeah. a good plan. It's kind of like, because I, I think that what people struggle the most with at first with intuitive eating is kind of finding those boundaries and finding what, right. like, I think that they associate a lot of guilt with food when they first start. And so it's like, they feel like everything they do is going overboard. And so some intuitive eating days they restrict. And then on the next intuitive eating day, they go overboard. So kind of setting parameters and guidelines and boundaries for yourself and communicating with your coach about what those boundaries look like is going to set you up for a lot more success. Um, I think that also, you know, prioritizing, like, what you know about nutrition in those intuitive eating days is important. Like, obviously, you still want to, like, add in things that you want and you enjoy and you want to have some fun. That's great. But also, you know, like, with each meal, try to have, like, you know, some protein, moderate fat, moderate carbs like you know like keep it Mm -hmm. keep it smart keep it mindful
2: i will say when i first came out like she said it's hard to understand what's overboard and what's not because Mm -hmm. everything you know um so it's okay to like have muffins and whatnot and it not like say you have a meal in the morning and it's just a muffin Mm -hmm. not that's really not a meal but it's okay to just it's it's not good to only have carbs and fats throughout the day. Yeah, like and hit your calories. Mm-hmm. Calories. Um, it's good, like Sessa's saying, to have protein as well throughout the day because calories at the end of the day don't aren't the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to feel good the day after and during the day, then you have to have some some form like
1: protein to get you feeling good throughout your muscles. And that's also going to like help with your satiate like satiation. Mm-hmm. Is like by making sure that you are still prioritizing protein in some aspect, that's going to help with your hunger cues as well, which is going to help you from going Mm -hmm. completely overboard too. Yeah,
0: I think that's where a lot of people struggle, including myself, is hearing like intuitive eating days. If I don't have parameters set for myself, then it almost feels like I'm free to do whatever. Like I have a lot of nutrition knowledge and Mm -hmm. I know then I need to incorporate protein and whatever else. But if I were to just be given like a no structured eat whatever you want day, Mm -hmm. that would be really hard for me because it'd be like, okay, well, I haven't had mac and cheese in so long, so I want that. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had a muffin in a while, so I want that. And like a bagel with peanut butter sounds Mm -hmm. good. It's almost like the things that I like don't eat on a regular basis become so thing, like like amazing. I'm almost like, yeah, like yeah. I, I have to eat it now today because it's my intuitive eating day.
1: Yes. Instead of. Right. and I think people live in constant fear that, oh, this is like who knows if I'm going to have another one. Mm-hmm. So I think that as a coach, I think it's also I personally feel important to communicate what your plans are with intuitive eating days. And I'm just going to add in untracked meals. I know that we aren't really talking about that. Mm-hmm. But like I like to add in communication around those things with my athletes. Like we're probably going to have this in for Mm -hmm. X amount of weeks. And I think that that helps ease their mind and like not trying to shove everything in
0: to like into
1: one day because they're scared that it's going to get taken away.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think one thing, too, and communicate this to your coach, because as a coach, now I know when I give intuitive days to tell them, hey, we can have free meals on this day or Mm -hmm. not, because when I was going through it, I was like, well, does this mean I get a free meal and my intuitive eating day on mm-hmm. the same day? Or do I not? Like, it's just like, you, you don't know what is too much. Yeah. So just always asking questions. Mm.
0: Yeah. So I have an athlete right now that I'm working with and they, they realized that tracking food was mm-hmm. just a little bit triggering for mm-hmm. them with like past experiences that they've had. Yeah. And their goal is ultimately like, eventually we'll get to a weight loss, but mm-hmm. we're doing recomp right now. Yeah. And they communicated with me, hey, tracking my food is not working for me. And so I was like, okay, let's implement intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. And what I did was kind of what you guys are saying, set goals mm-hmm. with them. Hey, I'd like you to still prioritize protein in like mm-hmm. three out of your four meals for the yeah. day. Just giving kind of tracks that they can follow, but not necessarily saying you must do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And they have done so much like I think the mental stress mm-hmm. of the tracking was lifted because I've seen so much progress with them in this yeah. intuitive eating. And what we found is that they naturally over the course of the past month actually eat less. Like when I do ask mm-hmm. them to like jot down like what they've been eating so we can just get an estimate for data, yeah. it's it's less than what they were feeling like they had to eat before. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're more in tune with their body, and so I've yeah. been—I've—I've I've been a really big fan of being able to implement that mm-hmm. with my athletes. It's just—it's so funny because I'm able to do that with my athletes, but then with myself, I still struggle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I something that like intuitive eating, like that—that that I've done th- with myself is like I feel like it has taught me a lot about how to listen to my body and what my body actually needs. But I think that that comes w- within time of like. When you first start, it's going to be hard. There's going to be hiccups. It's going to take a few weeks for you to like understand what your body needs and when you need it and what you should be doing. But I think that over time you learn mm-hmm. and it does teach you a lot about yourself. I think that there's a lot of really great tools and a lot of power in intuitive
2: eating. I do. I will say um, when I first came out, because Seth and I have different appetites, <laughs> very vastly different, and I'm always like ready to eat i'm usually always hungry my appetite is usually always high um so first getting out like it was hard for me to start an intuitive eating because i was like hungrier than like people i was going out to eat with and i thought something was wrong with me or i was overeating but in reality like i really wasn't because everyone's body is just different mm-hmm. so just understanding what your body needs as like like success was saying like understanding what your body needs is going to be very beneficial
0: Mm-hmm. how did you learn to listen to your body? What were some of the cues that you've picked up or like, what can people take away if they, if they're interested yeah. in implementing intuitive eating, but they're not sure what even to look for? Cause I know I've tracked for so long that I yeah. don't look at food the same. I yeah. look at it as it's macronutrients and it's nutritional yeah. value.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think that like the biggest thing is like the, Everyone's hunger is so different. And so like for me, like I don't, my hunger cues are a little bit distorted at the moment, especially coming off from being sick. But um, I think that the, the biggest takeaway and like how you want to learn what your body needs is in the morning, try to start off with something that you would generally eat, like or around your training, keep that steady. I think that this is like the easiest way to ease into it is like around training, try to keep your food around the same and then have those other meals that you would have throughout the day be what you feel like your body needs in that moment, like based off of your hunger cues. Mm -hmm. I think that and then you can kind of switch things from there. Like kind of playing like a 70-30 game is is what I think initially helped me be able to understand what my body needs in the moment. How to.
0: it's almost like easing into it. Like it's Exactly. Not, you're not going full borquet and intuitive everything. everything. I like, that. Everything, yeah, but I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. That's
2: a really good approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you guys heard of the rule of threes? Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I I believe Kelly spoke yes. on it. And it has to do with intuitive eating as mm-hmm. well, where when you build a plate for yourself or you mm-hmm. build a meal, you're doing protein, fats, and carbs, like the three macronutrients, Mm -hmm. making sure that all of those are present. Mm -hmm. And that I think would be also a good way to start intuitive eating, but also understanding like it's not a free for all, like you Mm -hmm. still have goals. You're still trying to fuel your body appropriately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Those are both really good tips. Yeah.
2: But those are the, I don't have any other tips. Stay on your water. Yeah, definitely stay on your water. But even if you're not intuitive eating, like that's a given.
1: (laughs) And also I think back to like the digestion podcast, like just don't like listen to your body when you're eating a meal. Just because food is in front of you doesn't mean that you have to finish it, especially on those intuitive eating days. Mm -hmm. Like you don't even have to go back and finish it. Like literally like just because a plate of food is in front of you does not mean you have to eat the whole thing. And I was always taught growing up, like you finish what's finish on your, your plate. plate. Yeah. But that is something that I kind of had to work back and like unlearn and in bodybuilding too. Like when I did have those intuitive eating days, because it's always like you have to finish everything that's on the plan. But on those intuitive eating days, you do not have to finish everything. Like you can leave stuff on your plate. It's going to mm-hmm. be like, it's fine. And food is always going to be there. Yeah. And it's, if it's not like tasty, like it actually mm-hmm. doesn't taste good. That's another
2: thing. Like don't make yourself eat it. You can get something better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like don't uh, yeah. don't don't like if you don't like it don't eat it. I'm a big proponent of that. I will take a bite of something if I don't like it. I'm like okay, well, I'll give it to someone else. Yeah, I'm but not you're usually eat giving it. it to me because yeah. I think everything is good. I was like,
2: oh, this tastes amazing. You're like, That's this hilarious. is
0: trash. <laughs> That's so funny that you say that because my parents were the same way. They mm-hmm. raised us like you finish your plate. Yeah, and I've had to unlearn that too. Where it's mm-hmm. like, well, if there's stuff left in my Tupperware on my plate. I don't have to finish it Mm -hmm. if I'm full or if it doesn't taste good. Yeah. So that is huge.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are some good. These are some really good tips. All of them. I hope that you guys can utilize them and they will help
2: you. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions or need help, honestly, we're always here for you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Feel free to reach out to any of us. We would love to help. Yes. And we appreciate you all for listening in. Drop any of your questions or comments below and we'll catch you in the next one. See ya. Have a great day.
1: I hope you all really enjoyed the podcast today, leaving it feeling more relentless than ever. But we have a few things that we would love to ask of you. So I'm going to give this over to Noah.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. If you could, I know that this is your new favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Leave any comments and questions below and make sure that you're sharing across social media so that all of your friends get to listen to the greatest podcast on earth.
2: And if you have any questions about any topics that we talk about or anything at all, fitness, competing related, anything, we comment, we'll hit you back up um, Instagram or in the podcast under if the comment box is there, then we will definitely answer your questions and help you out as best as we
0: can. Absolutely. So leave those five-star reviews, let us know, and we'll talk to you all again soon. Have a relentless day. Bye.